Rock and Roll Football. Podcast done. Like a snarling demon. Who is he talking about? Like a snarling demon. Ian Dowie. Yeah. It's about Ian Dowie. When you listen to this podcast, it become apparent that Matt Dyson is only about 50% present during these shows, and the rest of the time just they sat there in the corner watching the telly. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Well, sometimes with the sound on, sometimes I occasionally struggle with the mute button, uh, as you may find later on in the podcast. We've got a heck of a podcast. We've got, we got Paperback Striker. Yes. We've got discussions about teenage prodigies. Yes. Protégé. Yeah. You. Protégé. Prodigies. You having a fiddle at the age of 14. We talked about oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What else did we talk about? Oh, we talked about great ways to liven up international friendlies. Some oh, really good suggestions. Oh. Thank you for those. And if you would like to, um, if you would ever like a chant out or you would like to react to anything you hear in the show or any suggestions for us, email the show football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, yeah, we got one, we've had one email. We had one email, yeah. <laughs> so we'd like to, we'd like to make it's that two if possible. <laughs> um, enjoy the show. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. I'm Matt Ford. I'm so excited to be sat opposite this man. Hello, I'm Matt Dyson. Welcome to another week in rock and roll and in football. Another week of rock and roll and football history. Yes, the early game is uh, the uh, Cardiff-Brighton game. It is one all. Um, Stevens was sent off for Brighton in the first half. Uh, Quality. Lewis Dunk gave them the lead and they've got a goal back through uh, Patterson-Cardiff. There's about 10, 15 minutes left in that game. We'll keep you up to date, obviously, with that over the next... 10, 15 minutes. Yes, so, that, would be, yes that would be the logical amount. The logical, of time. 10, uh, 15 minutes left. We'll keep you up to date with that in the next six or seven minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the three o'clock fixtures. Let's look ahead to that now, shall we? Yes. Uh, because first up, another emotional game uh, for Leicester City. Uh, the first home match after the helicopter disaster sees them taking on Burnley. A 5,000 to 1 march is taking place right now ahead of the game based on the original odds of them winning the Premier League in their fairy tale season back in 2016. Elsewhere at three o'clock we have all of this to look forward to in the week where one unhinged West Ham fan started a crowdfunding campaign to raise two million pounds in wages for a new contract for Declan Rice the Hammers are away at Huddersfield the poor young midfielder needs 40 grand a week just to get by please give generously Unsurprisingly, no one has donated so far to Excellent. that crowdfunder. Uh, also, no surprises for guessing that Andy Carroll and Jack Wilshire are still out injured for West Ham. Thank God the board there signed those two up on long-term big-money contracts. <laughs> and Karen Brady still billed as a business expert, dishing out advice on The Apprentice every week. Elsewhere, it's the <laughs> longest distance between two sides in the Premier League this season as Bournemouth make the huge 350-mile, six-hour drive to Newcastle, fresh from is England call-up this week and with Chelsea rumoured to be sniffing around Callum Wilson expected to be starting up front again uh, grumpy handshake obsessive Mark Hughes needs a win to save his job nay his place on the average British manager merry-go-round this afternoon his Southampton side low on goals and just one point above the relegation zone going into their home game with a decent looking Watford plus in the championship it's me versus my wife as Forrest entertains Stoke Matt Ford is back to full fitness <laughs> after being sidelined midweek after another Port and Cheerio binge. <laughs> I'm in the starting 11 as well. Yes! 
I've got a sort of free role, much like Jan Mulby at Liverpool in the 80s. He had a uh, lot of roles. He had a lot. <laughs> Producer Daisy Knight is in the dugout and dishing out the hairdryer treatment during the breaks. And on the sixth day, the Saturday, the Lord said, let there be rock, let there be roll, and please, let there be football. Yes, Dyson! Oh, my God! It's you know what? Ended, you're, you're, you're developing, you're developing the um, cadence and delivery <laughs> of a stump speech. Of a, really? of a rabble rouser of a demagogue. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd, have been, you'd have been an industrial <laughs> agitator. Well, thank you very much. I'll at, take that. At the turn of the last century, around the Industrial Revolution, yeah, you'd, yeah. Have been, you'd have been a union man agitating yes, against oh, the bosses. Yes, I would. Yeah, bring it on. Let there be rock, let there be roll, and let there be football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one yeah, of the yeah, Tolpod yeah. Martyrs, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, Tolpod Martyrs, a brand new band. They're coming up after about our four. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, good morning. Good afternoon. Why do I keep saying good morning? <laughs> no idea. I think it's because, because yeah. it's the first thing I've done today. Ah, right, OK. But I've obviously done other stuff. I've had breakfast and got up and I've washed. What else have you done? Shower any every chores? day. Any chores? <laughs> wow, what a boast. Get you. <laughs> I'm not showing on <laughs> Everyone showers every day, mate. Um, well, well, it's they not don't. abnormal. They don't. They don't. I'm telling they you, there's people out there that don't. Do. I know for a fact, there's people, oh, I don't know, I'm getting really street. <laughs> Daisy Nice just said she had a shower. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, so because producer Daisy doesn't shower, therefore no one showers. <laughs> when was the last time you had a shower? About 10 o'clock last night. I well, thought you were saying about ten days ago. I was like, oh, my God, society's I, crumbling. When you're getting up early, I think it's fine to shower the night before. Not for men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it no, is. No, it no, is. no, 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 right. no. I wake up after a sleep sweatier than I would do, like, <laughs> going to the gym. I wake up in a state. Do I don't you? know what I do in the middle of the night. It sounds like it. <laughs> what have you been up to? I don't know what I get up to when I'm, in, you know, <laughs> wow. in the land of dreams. <laughs> no, yeah. But I wake you up and I'm just like, like, I need a shower you now. You must get through the sheets, though. It must be like... Clammy. You, yeah, you must get men, through them. Men get clammy but at night. But if you shower, you must uh, change well, the sheets a lot. If you sweat that much at night. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. At least once a week. Do you? Oh, yeah. I hate making beds, so that's my problem. Um, I, I don't mind do it. You know what I love? Bed. A fitted double bed sheet. Oh, yeah. It really cuts the uh, cuts the admin time down. Oh, right, yeah. That's What's true. in that bag there? Oh, oh, this is a present for you. <laughs> it's a present for you from uh, me and Daisy. I wonder birthday. what... It... Oh, thank you very much. What is it? We ordered it last week. It didn't turn up until, <laughs> until this week. So. It is. Ooh! Yeah. It's in a polystyrene... I'm worried that you may already have one. Now, have I got to but... pretend I haven't got one? No, no, be honest, be honest. Because I think... I can't remember whether you've told me that you've already got one or not. That's the problem. So oh, I haven't got one! Yes, I haven't got one! Yes. I know what it is! Yeah, I know what it is! Yeah, I know what it is! Yeah. It's a forest mug! Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look at that's the 9495 Forest Mug. It's the Bat sponsored oh, era, yes. Oh, in a mug. You haven't got it. You haven't got it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Oh, look at that. Hold it aloft. Oh, I'm going to drink everything out of that. Yeah, Water, yeah. milk. Such a great um, kit. What else do I drink? Lemonade. Yes. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Matt Dyson, what's happening in the Premier League? Party time for Neil Warnock. Could he have got his second win of the season for lowly Cardiff? Sol Bamba scoring in the 90th minute against 10-man Brighton. It's 2-1 to Cardiff. Ooh, it's exciting. exciting. How long is left? Not long. We haven't got Not the... Not long! 
We, <laughs> oh, we have not got football. Uh, we haven't got the images in front of us here due to the unique way this building's TV system is run. And uh, we do not know how long's left. We're relying on refreshing the BBC Sport website at this stage. So probably about two minutes of injury time, I reckon. We're talking about having not long left. Wayne Rooney, who... I, can, I know what Daisy Knight's laughing at there. These I always try and link things. Yeah, my instincts. I, I, I think it's fine. I think you should just go with them. Well, talking of work. talking of going with things, uh, <laughs> Gareth Southgate is going with Wayne Rooney he up front. Is, yeah. uh, I presume he's going to play him up front. Yeah. Um, it is friendly in midweek. England are playing America. Wayne Rooney is being recalled. He will get an England cap. It'll be his hundred twentieth cap. Um, because the the game is now being played for the Wayne Rooney Foundation. Yeah. Okay. Does it bother you? I don't, I really couldn't care less. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, nice. Uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to be making a big deal out of it, but it's uh, anything to make an England friendly more interesting. I'm all on board. I hate England friendlies. I thought the Nations League had eliminated the need for England friendlies, and I would do anything in them. I'd have a sort of Harlem Globetrotters uh, uh, approach to England friendlies. Just What's bring in, bring in old legends. Yeah, play basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just bring anyone in. Like, let's go. Oh, let's bring Gaza back for a game, for a laugh. Bring him on as a sub. That's a great It'll idea. Make it great. Psycho. It, exactly. Get yeah. Psycho. We've got to start a campaign. Just bring, on the, bring on the odd legend. What, Shoot I don't this. Care. This week. Yeah. Get Psycho back. It would back. make me want to watch it more than I would a normal England friendly. And let them play in the kit that was in their oh, brand. So, like, yes. Gaza in his Italian 1919. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Rooney, probably Euro 2004. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Psycho, Euro 96. And they'd still be all right. They come on, do 10 minutes. You've just changed my mind. Good. Because it, friendlies are so boring. I, I don't care if he... Oh, caps are really hard. And like Wayne Rooney, has, you know, he's done this country a service. He's done very well for us. So he deserves to come back and have but a game. Peter Shilton is nappy. What did you say about that? Shilton's not happy, is he? Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, we wouldn't bring Shilton back. Maybe we would. Bring Shilton back. Not, for a, penalty, Shilton not for a penalty shootout. No, yeah. He's using Return of the Mac there just to but judge I, that conversation. And one, one England friendly, you go, right, today we're just going to have a team from the Championship, English players in the Championship, and just play them in this friendly. Oh, that's a good See, idea. There's a lot of ways to make it more interesting. Yeah, like, it's like a theme night. Yeah, yeah. Like fancy dress. Yeah, so you have She's done a Halloween England friendly. People come as the Blues Brothers. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sexy vampires yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a different theme. So you have a 70s England team. You have an Irish 80s night. England team. Yeah, yeah. Burns night. This would be yeah. great. They all are Kayleigh night, so they're all do, sort of doing Scottish folk dancing. Yeah, this brilliant. Is brilliant. I mean, potentially racially insensitive. <laughs> yeah, I don't think possible. Scottish people would be happy with England players playing no, in No, yeah, tonight. that's true. OK, well, maybe we'll work on that area. We'll, but, think, yeah. we'll iron out any Let's, regional, we're national, national racial... We're open to into how to improve international friendliness. Yes! They're the dullest thing in the world, so, you know. This is so good! I say, yeah, putting Wayne Rooney on for a one-off game is fine. I think, great, why not? You know what, actually? Make him play the full 90... Yes, that'll yeah, teach yeah, him. yeah, that'll teach him, yeah. He's knackered. Even now, when you watch him play in America, like, he looks exhausted. Yeah, and he has to... And that's to, your kick-off. Yeah, that's true. And he has to play with his old hairstyle that he had when he started out. Okay, he'll probably have another implant, implants to do that, can't he? He can do that in the have a age. wig. Yeah, he has to wear a wig. <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, and wear the old kit. Oh, yes! The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I've just had a thought. I made that sound like it was either going to be profound or like they don't Ooh. happen very often. But before I left the house, I like to watch Sky Sports News in the morning. Yeah. Just get in the zone for this. Mm. Just get myself fully briefed on what's yeah. going on out yeah. there. Sure. And they showed the New Zealand rugby team doing the hacker. Yeah. 
And two things occurred to me while watching it that have occurred to me before. One, it's not scary at all. It's meant mm. to be scary. Yeah. It looks ludicrous. Yeah. It looks silly. Yeah. It looks immature, doesn't it? You just go, yeah. oh, grow up. I can't believe you're still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> imagine if someone... Did, uh, what have I gone too far? <laughs> no, Died no. too hot oh, for I mean, Dyson. It's part of their heritage, you know. It's a proud part of their heritage. Oh, but, it, it, yeah. it's all those things. It's yeah, a wonderful yeah. expression but it's of, not the, intimidating. of the culture and history. I think when, when the big, when big All Blacks, uh, when the big rugby players do yeah. it, I think it'll be quite intimidating. No, it's not. Knowing you had to try and tackle someone that big. Oh, I don't that's pulling all those faces go, at you. Let's go. You spent your, you spent your whole week learning a dance routine instead of working <laughs> okay. on your I would your love strategy. to see you go up against the hacker at Twickenham. That's, that, we should make that a goal of I'd happily go up against the hacker. I wouldn't go up against them in the actual <laughs> game, so I'd get mullered, but I'd go up against the hacker. And just stand there, yeah. But it was, imagine, on me. No, imagine if they did that in football. Yeah, it would. Left at. It would be weird, yeah. So you join us here for West Bromwich <laughs> Albion at home, who now will perform the hacker. <laughs> what? Yeah. What yeah, is going People would boo it. They go, oh, this is ludicrous. <laughs> Football's <laughs> gone too far. That was an yeah. attempt at West Bromwich. Oh, good, yeah. Yes, that would be weird, wouldn't it? I suppose the Baggies fans, they do that bouncing up and down thing. Maybe boing, they, boing. They would just do boing, boing on the pitch instead. Oh, that's a good point. What would your what would your team's equivalent of the hacker be? Yes, so yeah, if you have your own unique spin on it. The problem is in football, it it would just be an actual fight. Yeah, <laughs> most people go. I, I just I would fight them. Yeah, it wouldn't be pretending to fight. It would be real. It would just chuck violence. stuff, chuck yeah. stuff at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Return to the dark days of the eighties. Yeah. You said you say the dark days of the eighties, but your eyes twinkled when you said that. <laughs> oh, the dark days of the eighties when men were men. <laughs> that was when Matt Dyson was in his absolute pride. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. We've been asking for your suggestions on how to improve international friendlies after Matt Dyson suggested a myriad of ideas allowing former legend. Although you, you can't be a former legend, can you? Yeah, legends, well, no, yeah, just legends. Yeah. Just legends to, to pros. Get Psycho Pierce. Get yeah. Colin Hendry playing for Scotland. Oh. Get Ali McCoy's back. Yeah. Get Ian Rush and Giggsy playing for Wales. Yeah, like they do at they do six aside tournaments indoors, like at the GMEX and stuff. I've been to they? them. Where they do I went legends to one at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this is, we're talking about... So fat blokes having a five-a-side. Yeah, we're talking about... They come on as a sub, maybe, for ten minutes, like Rooney's going to do. Brilliant. And then, brilliant, uh, brilliant. But <laughs> on a real pitch. So what mean. suggestions have, have listened Quite to the Great British Quite a lot of suggestions public. of other ways to liven up uh, international friendlies. Tampers suggest multi-ball. Some of the balls are penny floaters. So just there's just one moment in the game where loads of balls come onto the pitch. Brilliant. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. like tennis Chaos. balls, ping-pong balls. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Perfect. Just, Wow. All different styles of balls. One team has stick goalie, the other has rush, says David Siegel. Rush goalie's lovely. Rush goalie would be nice, little twist. Rush goalie! Rush goalie for the, for the last ten minutes or something. Andy Walton says five random times during a game a horn will sound. Yeah. And the last player to touch the ball is it. They then have... Yes! <laughs> they have yeah. 60 seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Wait, it gets better. They then have 60 seconds to oh, run uh, round uh, the pitch and touch all the corner flags. If done, then they get a goal. If not, the opposition get a penalty. He's <laughs> <laughs> really, th- but that's he's got horns. He's got like that's yeah, fantastic. Running around as fast as you can. There's jeopardy. There's not yeah. only the, the challenge of having to run around a football pitch in a minute. And, can yeah. that be done? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'll be a great how challenge. far is that? And then he's, even, he's thought it right through because he goes a drop ball will then restart the game from where the ball was when the buzzer sounded. <laughs> oh so my it. word! Oh, that's a, that's a great, I fully endorse that plan. That is a great. 
great idea. Yeah. I lovely. thought people were going to be a lot darker with it. Yeah. Like electric shocks. And <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going yeah. to be punitive. Yeah, no, this is just fun. It's just ways to make them a bit more fun. And just to watch the one. You know what I mean? Just to watch the guy leg it around the football. <laughs> I suppose great. it might be like a home run in baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so, I mean, when will the authorities wake <laughs> up to the fact that British yeah. football fans have got the, the ideas to save our national I game? I hope you're listening, the guys at the FA. Yeah. Pen pushers yeah. down a seal. <laughs> Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Kickoff imminent at games across the United Kingdom. Oh, they'll be walking. The teams will probably be out of the tunnel now. They're in the tunnels. Oh, they're out of the tunnels. Whatever pre-match music will be blaring around. Oh, they're doing some stretches. Oh, Mullock and Tyre at the City Ground. (laughs) Why are you doing breaststroke? I don't know. It's like they're not swimming. I've got too much energy. I've got too much. Each arm was a team and then they were sort of peeling off. I was just sort of seeing it happen. Wow. Oh, it's there. It like you're seeing a plane into land or something. People are just, like, <laughs> finishing toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. Just the thought of it, the, the smell of the wintergreen and the deep oh, heat. The, the crowd. Yeah. Oh, the clop of the... Of the, of the, the, the studs the, 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 on the stu- concrete, I was going to say yeah. hooves. <laughs> yeah. The footballers' hooves. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. They're doing that thing where they go... Sort of fiddle with themselves a bit and yeah, tuck themselves yeah. in and all that. And then, doing the, the, odd, the odd greenie, weren't they, probably, yeah. The odd greenie! Yeah. Yeah. That's dead dirt. <laughs> That's all coming up in just a few minutes. We'll keep you up to date on all the Premier League games and, of course, Forest versus Stoke and a few of the choice selections on Rock and Roll Football. Rock and Roll Football. Podcast done. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Hold on! Go. <laughs> And Alex Pritchard has scored it. Never seen anyone get so excited about an Alex Pritchard goal. Well, for Huddersfield, they're 1-0 up against West Ham. <sighs> well, Woo-hoo! I never... Well, we're talking about making not just Premier League football, but international friendlies more exciting. Yes, yeah. Some absolute, very inventive ideas have come in, haven't they, Matt? Some excellent ones. One here from Jamie in London, who says uh, his idea for international friendlies is a free kick uh, with more of a literal meaning. Okay. So you're, you're if you're fouled, you're allowed to kick any one person <laughs> with no repercussion. <laughs> it's he, he says, think with your emotions and kick the person who just fouled you, or or be more tactical with your kick and maybe like kick out of the ref or a linesman or just kick the opposition's keeper, <laughs> perhaps in somewhere delicate. Uh, that's from Jamie London. Lovely idea, that. A free kick. Right, it's like a free hit. Right, we'll stop the game. You can now kick whoever you want. It'll be lovely, wouldn't it? It's a bit like it's a football version of the purge. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Well, like, for the next minute... For, for one minute, All, yeah. <laughs> all, all violence all is written violence. off. <laughs> There's no bookings. There will be no bookings. Yeah, it's great. A purge. An international-friendly purge. A lot of people are going down this violent route. Uh, Kim and David are on the way to the new forest for their honeymoon. Congratulations. Said every 20 minutes, a random player is targeted by a tranquilizer dart that knocks them out for the remainder of the match. These players cannot be substituted or removed from the pitch. The game must continue around them. However, if at injury time the score is 1-0... Why 1-0 specifically? No, they've put a lot of thought into it. What bond? I mean, it's wonderful that you celebrate... Oh, you've you just got married. Yeah, they've just got married. Um, I, I bet your wedding was a strange affair, if this is the sort of thing you're into. Um, if an injury time score is 1-0, then the losing team chooses one player to receive an adrenaline shot to try and equalise. It's going to cost you a fortune wow. in, like, medicine and, yes, and up, kit. Uppers and downers for the different teams. That's amazing. I like it. And I like the idea that you can't roll them off the pitch. They have to stay on there. Just just lie in there, in the way of everyone. It would look... Um, 
I mean, it would look horrific. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be deeply <laughs> well, distressing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you were... But what about for the players' families that are there? Know, yeah, yeah. Guy's making his debut this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, he's he's tranquilised. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football. Matt Dyson is literally watching the telly live on air. <laughs> what are you doing? This is... What's turning off, Grandad? What's up here? Sorry. He's gone batty. The mute button didn't work. <laughs> Sorry, you're just getting an update. <laughs> Just getting an update on the Forest score, weren't we? That's you were indeed. I didn't realise the song had finished. Oh, the standards are... <laughs> oh, I'm watching the telly in the corner. An insane goal! I've just seen the most insane goal I have ever seen on a football pitch! Incredible! Goals flying in the Premier League, Matt Dyson. Newcastle have gone 1-0 up. Solomon Rondon has scored the goal Born against... on a Mondon. Born on a Mondon, yeah. <laughs> Married on a Tuesday. <laughs> Buried on a Wednesday. <laughs> that was the end of Solomon Rondon. Ah, the sad life of Solomon Rondon. <laughs> He's actually scored a goal. He's happy at the moment, to be honest. Uh, they're 1-0 up against Bournemouth. And Newcastle really desperate for a win down the bottom of the Premier League table. That is a heck of a journey, isn't it, Bournemouth to Newcastle? That's ridiculous, that. Yeah, 350 miles. Six-hour drive, really, realistically. So that's 700, Six, that's 700 round trip. Y- yeah. 12-hour round trip. That's a half a day just to go and watch 90 minutes of a football game. There would be part of you just thinking it's not worth it. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, a long, it's too long for me to go. I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <I don't laughs> just listen to rock and roll football. We'll keep you abreast of it all. Oh, well, there you go. There's the tagline. <laughs> Rock and roll football will keep you abreast of it all. <laughs> yeah. Unless the telly's on, in which case you can fend for yourself. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Oh, there's been goals in the Premier League, has there, Matt? Oh, yes, there are. Oh, yes, yes, there are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here we go. <laughs> oh, they've scored! Oh, Gabby Adini. <laughs> Manolo, not Marco, oh. with a goal for Southampton. Danny Ings providing the assist, and Southampton needing a win are 1-0 up against Watford. Now, that's a goal that's happened today, as you're well aware. Yeah. There's a goal earlier in the week. I've got to try and work on these links before they come out of my mouth. <laughs> that was a goal was today. A goal. And other goals speaking of goals. Speaking of goals, and speaking of footballs, this happened earlier in the week. Aguilar, sigue Aguilar, Aguilar remetió para Ovelar, Ovelar se metió, escapó, tiró, gol. <laughs> There it is. Do you know what? That was the sound of a commentator commenting on Fernando Ovelar, who is 14 years old wow. and scored in a top flight game in Paraguay. That is ridiculous. Not any top flight game, the Biggest game, the Super Classico, mm. be- between um, uh, Gerro Poteno and Olimpia. Wow. I don't know if that's what people sound like in Paraguay. Sounded good. Gerro Poteno, Poteno and Olimpia. <laughs> yes. At 14 years old, he scored the biggest goal in top division football in Paraguay. At 14. 14. I mean, that we're used to the odd 16-year-old. It was like, yeah, Rooney was 16 when he burst onto the scene, wasn't he? Rooney, was he? Barkley. Yeah. Your Rooney's, your Barclays, yeah, Barclays your Everton's, your, your Chelsea's. Your young superstars. Your Leeds yeah. United's. Yeah. Your Michael uh, Owens. Your Michael Owens. Yeah. Um, your Ross Barkley's, <laughs> yeah, your Rooney's. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. 14. <laughs> 14. 
I mean, Seems almost too young. You're still a boy at 14. You're definitely still a boy at 14. Should you be allowed to be playing with adults at 14? Yeah. Well, look, the powers that be have <laughs> in yeah. Paris. Who are we to question? If he's that good, let him play. The PFA, the Paraguayan Football Association, or the, yeah. the FAP, or the FPA, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have adjudged... That he's good enough. Uh, that he is indeed old enough and mature enough to yeah. take responsibility. And you've is got he... to say, Matt Dyson, seeing the way he put it away, they've been absolutely vindicated yeah. in that decision. Well, you're right. A hundred... Is he a big phys- physical specimen, this 14-year-old lad? He must be quite big to be playing with the big boys, isn't he? Well, Surely. it's not about size. It's about <laughs> quality. Yes. And that's what he has proven. Yeah. What excellent. was your biggest achievement at 14? I think I got my first job as uh, at 14, delivering newspapers, but not delivering the <gasps> any old newspaper, the Evening Post, for instance, in yeah. Nottingham, delivering the free newspaper, no! the, the Trader, oh, that later became the Herald and Post. Oh, my God! But when God. you delivered that... You didn't just get, like, one bag of papers. You got... The whole trolley. You got mounds of newspapers for the whole area near where you lived. And it took about three or four days every afternoon to to deliver free newspapers to the whole of the area. I just realised I got my first... Well, I had a paper job at 14 for Brian Clough's brother. Oh, in his news agent. Gerald Clough. Oh. At Bramka Island. Wow. You know, near the show in arms. Oh, People yeah. in Nottingham will know this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Brian Clough's brother, one of Brian Clough's brothers, Gerald, who was the spitting image of him. Yeah. I remember, I was, and I was just so in awe of him because he was Cloughy's brother and he looked like him and he sounded like him. Was I remember it? one weekend... Oh, go on. No, I thought it was... The, I thought his other son... So ran Simon... A, Simon ran a news agent. Simon ran Central that. News on, right. on, on Central Avenue in West Virginia. I believe it's still there. I believe it's still but a Brian's wonderful news agent. Brian's brother ran a news Brian's agent. brother, Gerald Clough, oh. ran... And Cloughy would sometimes be in there on Sundays marking up the papers. Really? And I was doing... And sometimes what would happen is he'd get me to do, like, an extra couple of rounds and then he'd, as well as getting paid a bit extra, he'd let me have, like, a dairy milk or whatever. Oh, nice. You'd get yourself to a... To a to a bit of chocolate, young That's man. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, so that was my best achievement at 14. Yeah. Daisy Knights, was, she was in the chorus of West Side Story. Oh. At a school. At a school. School production, yeah. At school, Still. what part, where, where in the world was the school, Daisy? West London. West London. West London. <laughs> you looked at me gone out then, I, I didn't know that, did I? West London. West Side Story, was it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's a good musical, isn't it? You couldn't sound less sincere. <laughs> West Side Story, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, good music. Let us know what your greatest achievement at 14 was. 8, 12, 15 on the text. Yes. If you're 14, get in touch. Oh, What's the best thing you you've achieved? done in your life so yeah. far? What have you achieved in your life? Rock and roll football. Podcast done. What were you like as a 14-year-old, Matt? Um, quite uh, quite uh, quiet, really, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was no. very shy. I wasn't Jack the Lad at 14, certainly not. Not like you are now. Yeah, now N- not am, the yeah. geezer that you've <laughs> yeah, become today. Yeah, not exactly. the sort of Vinnie Jones yeah. of central London. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was... Uh, what about yourself? I was very shy early on in school, but I remember, like, basically hitting puberty and going berserk. Did you? Yeah. Like, just had so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> just was running around. Yeah. It was really weird, wasn't it? I don't know if you... Yeah. ...had a similar thing. Well, the ener- yeah, the energy. The I just remember having so much energy. But, like, I didn't have the nervous energy. energy yeah. Just like... And then I started when I started fiddling with things. <laughs> 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 what? what I mean... What I mean... <laughs> what I mean is, like... I don't know where to look. I'd be, like... I'd be, I'd be like, just, you know, tapping things and, like, 
jingling around to like, you know, you know what I mean? I went yeah. to Madame Two yeah. Swords. Good. Good, yeah. I went to Madame Two Swords and got sold off for touching Linford Christie's teeth. The waxwork. The waxwork of Linford Christie. Wow, did you? Yeah, a real fiddler, you know. Oh, uh, right. Opening, yeah. looking in things. Going behind the ropes when you weren't meant to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That, oh, yeah. I think that's what puberty did to me. Mischievous. Just made me like, I don't know how to describe it. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Rondon is on one this afternoon. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> Solomon oh. has got a brace for Newcastle, his second of the afternoon. They're beating Bournemouth 2 0. Oh, mate, you've got to do soccer Saturday one day. <laughs> Rondon is on one. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah, look at him. He's, he's, he's doing very well. I think I said earlier this week, I'm not making this up, Solomon Rondon, they need to use him more at Newcastle. I said this. I said this on the <laughs> week. And it's look, hard. I, thought, I was expecting more. <laughs> yeah, I, I said in the week he was going to score two in the first half. <laughs> I thought that's what we're heading for. No, no. I just sensed something, a shift when it came to Solomon Rondon. And uh, they're saying that he's getting the service and he's scoring the goals. <laughs> Feed Solomon and he will score. Oh, rising like a Solomon. Salmon? Yes, Solomon. like a Solomon in the river, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that got everything it deserved. He's mining the goals, isn't he? Solomon, Solomon's Mines. That was a film in the 80s. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah it was. What was that about? <laughs> Solomon's, Solomon's Mines. Mines, straight to video. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was like a sort of uh, Indiana Jones rip-off, I think. Solomon Mines? King, King Solomon's Mines. That's it, yeah. Oh, well, if he's, if he's aristocracy, oh, I'd yeah, defer be. to the man. He could be the king of Newcastle after today. Lovely. Just got the Soccer Saturday patter all down. We're asking you what your greatest achievement was at 14. And if you are 14, do get in touch. But seek permission from the parent yes, or bill do. payer yeah. or responsible adult or guardian. Just check with the nearest adult. They've all got their own phones at 14. you still got to check, surely. Matt. The law's the law. Okay, check with an adult. Check yeah. with an adult. Even if, just double check. I don't want to get in any trouble for this, no. all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just good. check with everyone yeah. and then get in touch. <laughs> Text us on 8, 12, 15. What's your greatest achievement today as a 14-year-old? And if you're older than 14, what was your greatest achievement today as a 14-year-old? Mm. I mean, I'm making this far more is complicated it up, than this. Is it up there with Fernando Ovalar? Uh, is it? He scored in the, Paragu- in the biggest game in Paraguayan League football, age 14 years old. Um... Trish in Nottingham has been in touch, hasn't she? Man? Yes, she says she managed to cook a whole Christmas dinner for her, her stepdad and five brothers and sisters. Her mum was in hospital having baby number seven at the time uh, and she cooked a, a whole Christmas dinner for all those people. Uh, it was the only time we had a raw Christmas pudding with custard because we didn't know we were supposed to cook it. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it was all going so well until the dessert. <laughs> her mum, uh, so for her, her dad and five, so that's seven she was catering for. Imp- Mum's in hospital with twins on the way. Wow. So that would have been ten of them. That's amazing. That is good for a 14 14? That is incredible. Yeah. That's the, Trish is the sort of person who's going to go on to be like a home secretary. It's a sort yeah. of Alan Johnson type yeah. story, isn't it? It's like, I'm very young, I had to fend for myself. Yeah, yeah, that's And now it. I own a multi-billion a pound business. on those young shoulders. She's going to be the next Alan Sugar. Yeah, she She'll could be well going, be. When I was 14, I had yeah. to cater for ten on a <laughs> weekly basis. Um... Nick has got in touch. He said, uh, at 14, I played in a rock band for England at a Belgian beer festival. Ooh. 
Wow. I don't understand why he was doing it for England. For England. Does he mean officially, or he was just in his was heart? Like was international... like, this is for England! Was it an international battle of the bands, perhaps? I don't know. Does that happen? Dyson has solved it all. You're the oracle <laughs> today. He called Rondon right. He <laughs> called the battle of the bands back in 84 right. He knew about the yeah. uncooked Christmas pudding. He's got all the answers. Why wouldn't you cook a Christmas pudding? Although raw Christmas pudding's I probably mean, fine, isn't it? I, th- I think if you buy it, it's sort of been partially cooked. Before you, when you buy a Christmas pudding, hasn't it? It's Lovely. The Oracle speaks. <laughs> I mean, again, Shh, Britain, <laughs> be quiet. Whatever you're doing, whatever you I, need, I stop. I just cannot stop spouting the truth today. Yeah, that's what it's already been mildly cooked. I think we all think it. He's got the guts <laughs> to say it. You need to, you need to become like a shop jock. Oh yeah, Dyson the shop yeah. jock. All I'm saying is Christmas puddings <laughs> are already partially cooked. So what is the what the hell are the government and the EU going on about? You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Boris Stoke is still nil. Yeah. <sighs> there's the uh, in the championship. There's the uh, Westland Derby. Brentford are one 0 up at QPR. That's quite Ooh. exciting. I love Brentford's Tasty. ground, Griffin Tasty. Park. Yeah, I like both those grounds. Actually, Loftus Road. Yeah, Loftus Road. It's I find nice... Brentford a more uh, positive experience as a as a as a as a visiting fan. Yeah, and you can stand as well. There's terracing. For That's away fans. a massive part of it. And a pub in every corner. So it is a great ground. You're right. Uh, we're talking, and we still are. What's the greatest achievement as a 14 year old? Uh, someone's just texted in saying, achieving how to do homemade chips. Ooh. Now, does that mean in the oven, or does that mean from scratch, peeling and chopping a potato and using a deep fat fryer? I presume in a deep fat fryer. I mean, it's, it's not anyone can put oven chips in the oven. Can't do they? people still have deep fat fryers? Yeah, they're a bit smelly, aren't they? I don't think many people do. I mean, how often would people change the fat in them? Yeah. They just sat there, just. Old fat. Yeah, I know, it's grim, isn't it? It is a bit, but I do like the smell, but I suppose you don't want the smell in your house. It's kind of gone the way of the soda stream, hasn't it? Where yes. it's kind of, it was just a kind of 80s thing. It was all so. the rage for a minute, wasn't it? Just people deep frying everything, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't this great? This is cool. Oh, everything was getting deep fried in the 80s. Oh, man. It was like Scotland. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I um, My mum would do them, uh, homemade chips with a salad. And it just... Homemade chips taste so healthy. Yeah. They don't taste like chip shop chips. No. Or, like, French fries. When they've been done properly... Yeah. They, oh, they taste divine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're they right. Have it with a right. bit of lettuce and... i tell you what I used to chips like. Chips and, and salad is... Just, that's it. Nothing else. Chip salad. Chips with salad cream. Oh, yeah. You into that? Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I'd prefer mayo, personally. What is it with that, mate? What does that mean? Chips, I'd have ketchup and mayo. Why mayo? Next to each other. I don't understand this. When you when you go to like uh, the Netherlands and try it over there or Belgium or somewhere, yeah, it's delicious. But not here. Well, no, you come back and you go, my horizons have been broadened by their attitude well, they've been narrowed. towards mayo. They've been narrowed. <laughs> Mayo's bland. No, it's not. Nice. Might as well dip them in water or what? milk. What? what? I think you're so drink? anti-mayonnaise. Oh, fully anti-mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, wow. Salt and vinegar and then, and then, and then, and then, ketchup. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not anti-ketchup, but I just like Your uncle ketchup. <laughs> this is uh, my anti-ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Uncle Ketchup. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. You haven't been surprised by the joy of anything, Matt. <laughs> um, I was, I was surprised. Were just the, then the joy of uh, chips and mayonnaise when I first had it. Yeah, oh, that was real this. joy. I mean, I was surprised. I thought, will this work? This surprised nonsense. by the joy of it. Now, d- <laughs> 
Brian Clough had a statue erected in Nottingham <laughs> ten yeah. years ago, yes. almost to the day. And um, you were there for the unveiling, I was there for the unveiling. I put £100 into the kitty. Wow. cost £60,000 to build the, the statue because they couldn't get any public money for it, which I thought was a bit bad because uh, I thought the council should have paid for it, yeah. given the millions of investment Cluffy would have brought to the city yeah. over the years. But anyway, the fans had to fund it, and we did. Um... Oh, God, I sounded like a striking miner then, didn't it? And, and we, we did. did. We put his hands in his pockets. <laughs> we had a whip round. Um, but there's been another statue out this week of Mo oh, Salah, yeah. which yeah. you might have seen. Um, it's it's, it's um, been put on uh, public display at the World Youth Forum in Sharm el-Sheikh. Yeah. It, it depicts him, arms open wide, a head slightly tilted upwards to the gods, mm-hmm. uh, as, he, as he likes to do when he scores a goal. Um, the problem is... It looks absolutely nothing like him. It's atrocious, isn't it? You yeah. can't unveil statues like that anymore. It seems to be the new thing to do statues that don't look like the players. Those days, ha- we have to put these mm. days behind we us, guys. To, yeah, let's go for realism. Guys, let's talk about statues, yeah? Yeah, yeah, because... God, it's the last taboo. These wacky statues, yeah. Because, like, the Ronaldo one. At, it was uh, awful! That was not, nothing like him. It's more of an insult. Yeah, I mean, they can't be happy. Because Mo Salah can't be happy with that. If you're doing statues, the bare minimum is to get the face right. Yeah, yeah. That is the number one job of a statue is to look like the person. Yeah. And it can't be that hard. We live in London, right? Walk down Whitehall. Yeah. Walk around Parliament Square. Statues there are everywhere. people out there that can do statues where the faces look identical. Mm, yeah. Churchill, Mandela, Fawcett. They're all there. Yeah, they all yeah. look a spitting image. Yeah, they do. So who are these people that are getting... It's probably the people who do the courtroom drawings. Ah, do you think that's can actually, it is? I could probably do a Side sculpture. Line, yeah, 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 yeah. I could actually do a sculpture if you fancy it. I do it cheaper than that bloke. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they're, they're robbing a living, aren't they, these modern sculpture makers? I mean, you've had, you've had your own action figure made. I have, yeah, yeah. But that was a 3D scan. That was, that was 3D printed from a full-body scan, so it has to be realistic. But... but do you think you'd ever have a statue built to you? <laughs> no, I very much doubt it, unless you want to invest in one. I mean, if it only costs sixty, th- I reckon we could get sixty grand together. <laughs> I, don't very much I mean, it. as far as I invest, I mean, it's obviously a, a lot of money, mm. but it's not insurmountable, is it? To if get... you run a load of marathons, yeah, again, that's unlikely. If you run, <laughs> if you run sixty marathons, sixty marathons, and then you get a statue, is that how it works? You get a statue. Oh, great. Okay. If you could have a statue of yourself, where would you put it? I think well, I think probably in Golden Square out there because they've got they've got a weird statue of just of a, of a high heeled shoe out there. I want to replace oh, that. Or I mean, get up is, on, that, on the fourth plinth. You know, this is true. they're building statues to shoes, yeah. and we can't get one built of Matt Dyson. <laughs> exactly. What sort of country are we living in? Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football goals in the Premier League. Are there Matt Dyson? There, we Almost. thought there was. We thought there was a second Southampton goal, but it's just been disallowed. Hugely controversial, we're hearing in our ears. Massively well. controversial, yeah. almost a goal. <laughs> almost a goal, but it has been disallowed. <sighs> so they're still 1-0 up against Watford. That's one to check out for later, isn't it? Now, we've just had a conversation here, and I've tried to find this picture on the internet. Oh, yeah. Of, I mean, how would you describe it? Um, some sort of uh, <laughs> apparition of, of Steve Bruce's <laughs> face. This has apparently gone in, viral this week. In the abs <laughs> of Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo's pulled up his shirt, and apparently his abs look like the face of Steve Bruce. <laughs> well, they do, they do. It's amazing. But of all, uh, 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 in the 90s, there was a spate of Jesus in toast 
Mother yes. Teresa's face on a current bun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus's face would appear in, in very. He stopped appearing in the noughties. Yes. And what are did. we in now? The tens? The tenties, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tenties. <laughs> I don't know. The noughties and the tenties. Yeah, I mean. Basically, there are a couple of versions. I think you've seen the version of the one that has been souped up and someone's actually drawn Steve Souped up, yeah, someone's put a spoiler on it. Well, the original was... It's almost like a magic eye picture. You stare at it long enough and you squint a little bit, Steve Bruce's face comes out. And it's amazing when you see it. But of all the things to have appear on you, it'd be quite cool to have... I don't know, who would you like to appear on you? Stuart Pearce. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, but I just like the fact that, like, Ronaldo's there working, doing sit-ups for hours every day <laughs> and to look like the, the best he possibly can. Yeah, and all, it, all that happens is you get Steve Bruce's face <laughs> on your tummy. Do you think it's through, like, a special angle to get Steve Bruce that I'm just going to work on Yeah, you must do, yeah, yeah. So do, like, weird left-sided yeah. stomach crunches. Not... Can... Yeah, I've not quite got his uh, nose right there. Because <laughs> Steve Bruce has got one hell of a nose, so you've really got to work the middle of the ab to get the Bruce nose. Yeah, you've got to sort of, like, push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the technique. I think you've got the technique there. I pulled one of my abs the other day, put a sock on. <laughs> I think it was my... I don't really, well, I've got, obviously got abdominal muscles buried somewhere. Yeah. But you ever have that when you bend over and you get, like, a, you pull a muscle yeah, near you your ribs? Yeah, strain them, actually. Oh! Yeah, oh, dear. I've got abs. Yeah. How easy is it to get a six-pack, do you think? I think it takes a lot of work, to be fair. I but then be some of them use the machine. Ronaldo. Um, what? Yeah, sells his own machines with those little electric pulses that make your muscles grow. And my mum got me one for Christmas once. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> I obviously put on a bit of weight, and it was her way of like <laughs> Just telling me. subtly. But it was like second hand off the market. Oh, there was no. no instructions with it. Give me an electric shock. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they it was a disaster over Christmas, yeah, that. They are quite painful. There's no substitute for doing the exercise yourself, unfortunately. Matt, again, the voice <laughs> of the... This is the sort of straight-talking, uh, yeah. common-sense, silver-bullet yeah. solution we've sadly been missing as a country. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Still no no between Forest and Stoke, the game that has got the nation on the edge of its seat. <laughs> we'll keep you up to date. But before then... Oh, I love doing this. It's Paperback Striker. Paperback Striker. I'm going to read four excerpts from a well-known footballer's autobiography. You and Matt Dyson have to guess whose autobiography it is. What sort of voice would you like me to do these in, Matt? A bit of Scouse today, I think. Scouse, OK. That'd be quite nice. Oh, what sort of, like, I pitch Scouse like that? Which one, like, Ringo Starr, oh, like that? I like the low Scouse, yeah. Thomas pulled into the station. <laughs> All was quiet on the Isle of Sodor. <laughs> well, McCartney's kind of like, yeah, you know, yesterday, you know, when me and John wrote that, you know, it was great back then, you know. <laughs> anyway, topical. <laughs> uh, here we go. How strange that I've just referenced two Beatles. Ah, is that a clue? George and I had a unique relationship because in many respects we were polar opposites and at times it could be like metal grinding against metal. George and I. George and I. Wow. Is that Scouse? Yeah, <laughs> I really started well. second-guessing myself. <laughs> um, okay. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a guess yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I can't, can't stop thinking about the Beatles now. Well, that's okay. They're great band, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Let me know if I'm doing the O2 in uh, December. <laughs> I really want to go to that. Anyway. <laughs> At first, we assumed it'd all blow over because back then in the game, there were brown envelopes all over the place, wads of cash, buns, whatever you want to call them. Oh, someone involved in a cash bung scandal, we're suggesting. Not sure he was. 
I'm not sure he was, okay. you know. <laughs> Might not have been. But somebody knew was, I think. Well, that's what I infer, okay, you know, from what right, I'm reading. Yes. One of George's favourite exercises was to put a whole team, all 11 of us, against David Seaman, right. Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, and Tony Adams and Steve Poole. Sometimes Martin Keown in front of them, you know. And we'd have to break them down. But most of the time we couldn't do it. That's how well drilled the defence became. So it's someone who's played under George Graham at Arsenal. Yes. Um, I think I might know who it is. Okay. Final clue. My immediate impression before he even said anything was how can this man be a football manager? He didn't even look like a football man. I was seeing a very tall, very thin man with his big, ill-fitting jacket and big glasses. <laughs> you know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, text in. Who do you think it is? 8, 12, 15. Who could that be? Former Premier League footballing star. Oh! oh and Derby oh, losing 2 0 oh, to Aston Villa. Yeah, that's, Come that's on. That's what that noise means. <laughs> oh. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Yes, we are talking late equaliser for West Ham. Felipe Anderson at Huddersfield Town. It is currently one all. There has been a goal as well elsewhere. Sound the effects. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <Fun> description. <laughs> An equaliser for Watford just after Southampton's Charlie Austin had that goal disallowed. Hollabass pops up to make it one all at St Mary's. Oh, goal starts to fly in across the Premier League. Referees' whistles must be in mouths now, Matt Dyson. Well, there's still a few minutes left, I think. Yeah, but yeah, maybe right. they put them in their Kill mouth. Kill the tension, mate. Put to keep people the listening. Early. They put them in the whistles in their mouth early now, don't they, to build excitement. It's like the feeling. Yeah, yeah. A whistle posse, yeah. F- yeah. Possible. Uh, oh, what was that? <laughs> I remember all that. What, the whistle posse? Yeah. They used to blow them at raves, didn't they? I don't that's think that's right. referees, yeah. And what, what sort of noise did it make? It was just like a whistle. <laughs> was it like this? <laughs> well, they did have them as well, yeah. They certainly had them too. The QPR-Brentford game looks like it's been berserk. <clears throat> I know, yeah. The West London derby, it's, Brentford have pulled one back. He's like, QPR 3, Brentford 2, still at least nine minutes left and, at Lofters Road. And Brentford were 1-0 up in the first half, and QPR came back with three goals in the second. Very exciting. It's absolutely bonkers down there. Forrest Stoke. Still... Goalless. I can't handle this. So, we were talking paperback striker. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We need to update <laughs> we need that. We need to update yeah. it. Did you, who did you think it was? I thought it might have been Tony Adams. You thought it might have been Tony well, Adams. I think I say that every week. <laughs> it wasn't it always seems to be Adams. someone in the Arsenal squad. I'll tell you this, we, we had a lot of texts about it, and everyone who texted in was right. Ah, so it was. Formerly of this parish. Absolutely. Is <laughs> Ian Wright, Mark and Airdrie got it. Or maybe it's just Mark Airdrie. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's Morky and Adrian. I'm not 100% sure, but if he could just put some... Uh, some forward Something in the middle, like a comma. Some sort of punctuation in his text would help. Any sort guys. of punctuation or better grammar in there? <laughs> Do I mean, would you talk about yourself in that way? Would you say, I'm Matt Nottingham? No, yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, some people in Airdrie tend to, I think. It's an Airdrie thing. Airdrionians do that, don't they? Yeah. Up in Airdrie and shots. Yeah. Paul Medhurst got it right. He lives in a place called Greenhide. Greenhide. Lovely tunnel they have there, don't they? Do they? Or is that Rotherhide? Oh, yes. I think there might be two. Uh, yeah, you, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. They haven't got a lovely tunnel in Greenhide. Greenhide? Maybe they have. Sounds like an old affliction <laughs> sort of, that was cured. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In we Victorian had a, times. Terrible yeah. bout of Greenhide. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, the, 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 the cure was a dock leaf. <laughs> yeah. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We talked last week about Stephen Gerrard's technique, not on the pitch, although he doesn't play anymore, but mm. off it, and specifically the way he handles press conferences. Yeah. Now, not only did he butt in on a question meant for one of his players last week, this week he was asked about the performance, and he's talking, you have to remember when you listen to this, he was asked about the performance of two senior players, yeah. not anything younger or anything that... Club pros, first team players, and listen to what he says about their technical ability. I think uh, under 12s, under 13s, normally can clear the ball with, with either foot. Um, and I think when you get a little bit older, you learn how to play the game positionally. So um, I don't know. I'm a bit confused over that one. Ooh. 12 and 13 year olds. Wow. Is that a start? That's, that's what he goes in on. Mm. I think uh, under 12s, under 13s, normally can clear the ball. Under 12s, under 13s. Yeah. Normally can, but you know what it is? It's how calmly he says it. Yeah, it's not like he says, "I'm at a word to them." I said, yeah. "A twelve-year-old can do better than that." Yeah. Or a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, it's almost more menacing because he says it so calmly. I think under twelves and under thirteens could do better than that. Do better than that. Wow. It sounds like he's thinking of bringing a few into the senior side, doesn't it? Wow, maybe... I've seen lads on the park, I thought of better than this. Like. Maybe he should snap up Fernando Ovalar. He might be the young 14-year-old in Paraguay. He might be able to bang a few goals in the SPL. Game over to Rangers, Stevie. Yeah. Say that the wee Paraguayan guy, eh? Get him on your back, eh, Stevie? Is that... Is that... <laughs> That's a good enough. That would pass muster, wouldn't it? With Glasgow's uh, finest. Uh, by the way, uh, Aston Villa have beaten Derby County 3 0. Go on, we're just waiting for yeah. Forrest to score now. There's li- I mean, we've barely got any time. Come on! It's still going on at the City Ground. It is, yeah. Full time at Leicester, Burnley 0 0. My mood, my life is completely dictated by what happens so, when Forrest yeah, on a, on a If it's 0 0 draw, are you in a bad mood all weekend or are you fairly neutral? It sounds, like, it sounds like the Stoke goal. Butland is doing well in goal. Been under siege from yes. Forest's finest, the Red Army yeah. moving forward. Exactly. Come on. This is the problem now. You just end up. I ended up walking. You know, the other night when we played Burton in the FA Cup, in the League Cup, sorry. Oh, yeah. I left the house in a huff and I was just walking around, just refreshing my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's a form it. of like disease. Yeah. It's an affliction, this. Anyway. I'm going to try and poke myself up. And the thing is, you know what's amazing? It's that tantalising hope. Until it's confirmed, because we can't yeah, see it. I know, Football yeah. is out there, yeah. happening. <laughs> we don't know what's going no, on out there. Yeah. You know what? It's like listening. <laughs> Have you seen First Man? It's not waiting for Neil Armstrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not waiting for... Oh, my oh. God. There's no time left. We're going to have to find out on our phones. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. See you next week. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Wow, what a podcast that was. Yeah, by the way, just a little update. Mark from Airdrie has updated us that he's from Airdrie. That's Excellent. Nice Mark is from so nice Airdrie. To, nice to end that off at the end of the podcast, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's just nice to have that closure. To get some closure, because people would be worrying about it, wouldn't they, all week? So is is week. it Mark Airdrie? Is it Mark in Airdrie? <laughs> now they know. Imagine if his middle name was in. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> Do you ever say that to anything? Mind blown. No, no, I try not to. You know, people say I've had five bags of Maltesers this morning. Do you go, mind blown? <laughs> <laughs> no, because no one does in real life. Only on social media. I'm telling you now. With cat with full stops. I had at least five bags of Maltesers the other day. 
Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> I've been serious as well. It's my birthday week, it. wasn't it? So I was just troughing. Did you? Oh, wow. They were fun size packs. Fun size packs. That's fine. That's not. It's only like one grab bag. Oh, time, I it? love that. It's that <laughs> like old Imperial conversion still working. I'm d- yeah, I'm dropping a lot of truth bombs today, aren't I? You know, just facts. He's an expert in any measurement. Imperial, yeah, yeah. metric, Malteser. Yeah. <laughs> Got them all. See you next week.